Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Can't really put my finger on it, but almost like a cinnamon toast crunch deal, but without the cinnamon. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> like a mild cereal grain. <laughs> Welcome to episode 95 of the Whiskey White Hills podcast. Today is Monday, October the 17th. And we want to thank the Waypoint Network for having us on. Also, thank you to all of our patrons. You guys get a lot of appreciation around here, and we don't tell you enough. Or do we? I don't know, but we love you. You can also go to whiskeywhitehills.com, use code podcast, save 20% on everything in our store, and that'll get you the hooked up. We're your host, by the way. I'm Matt. I'm Gustavo. Gustavo. Gustavo Brown. What's Brown in Spanish? I don't know. We've done this before. I know red is rojo and green's verde. verde. Yeah. And I always said my name is Ignacio. Ignacio Verde. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> uh, we have a lot going on today. We are actually off today. We have a veteran charity with One Nation Coffee, and we're going to go play golf. Gus, yes. how good of a golfer are you? Yes. Yeah. I'm not good. <laughs> but as you can see, I have golf carts on my pants. Well, that's cool. So that means I know a little something, something. I used to work at a golf course in high school, played a ton yeah, uh, I had a set of clubs that someone gave me because they wanted me to golf. Nice. was pretty decent at the time, um, and then went away to college and just didn't. Yeah. It was free when I worked there, so I played all the time. And then when you stop getting it for free and you realize, like, a round of golf at a decent course is, can be pretty pricey as yeah. a high school, college kid, just fell off. Yep. Haven't really swung a club in probably 13 years, so it'll be interesting. I'm actually more concerned about being sore or hurting myself today then you're I, gonna hurt because uh <laughs> the one time i played golf in my life was yeah. like a, i don't know six months ago and my ribs hurt the next day yeah it's a lot of twisting and, and torquing of your torso yeah i'm just hoping i don't burn anything out it is look at this when i look at our our Instagram I was looking inbox, at it, yeah. it makes me it gives it make, gives me anxiety anyway uh we have a special guest today there's a lot of people hitting us up all the time um jeremy newsom we met him at bourbon on the banks yep 
And he kind of gave us a rundown on what he does. Something with the like barrel stock trading market deal. Not really sure. It's, uh, barrel, it's like barrel picks, but he, there's an investment angle an to, investment it. Side so to it. So we're, we're yeah. curious. And we thought as as bourbon drinkers on this podcast, uh, you might be interested as well. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll step off and then we'll be back once he calls in and we'll go from there. And then we may do, have to do some more stuff at the golf course later. Depends on how long this conversation goes. But, yep, I'm going to crack a beer and wait for this call. So we'll pick it up here in a second. All right, and we're back with Jeremy. Jeremy, introduce yourself. Welcome, team. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, met the crew at Bourbon on the Banks in Frankfort, Kentucky, and uh, my specialty has been investing for a very long time. I generally spend a lot of time and energy teaching other people how the stock market works, but I've been recently investing in bourbon barrels. And I was like, whiskey and whitetails. Like, we, this is something that everyone needs to learn a little bit about just so that we can be educated, right? Education is power. That's right. Yeah, man. So that's that's kind of a little bit about me. What, uh, what's what been on your guys' plate for the last few weeks? Well, we do a lot of uh, classes. It's kind of like our, our, our bread and butter. Uh, but we mm-hmm. try to focus on the higher-end clients and stuff. Um, it's either going to cost you a lot of money or it'll cost you nothing. Depends on <laughs> who the client yep. is. But – yeah, we just kind of the main thing that we do is running a lot through uh, teaching people about whiskey and kind of the history of it and, and how they can find a bottle and read a label and know what's on it and know what's in it and what they're buying and then how to appreciate spirits. A lot of people don't realize, don't think about things like 10 years is actually a long time. You know, 10-year bourbon isn't just a 10-year bourbon. There's a lot that goes in. There's a lot of time has happened between, you know, the people that put the work and effort into filling that barrel and then the people that finally buy it and and consume it and uh, we kind of focus on that it's like you should learn a little bit about what you're drinking before you just dive in and decide that you know blanton's is the best it's like you you may not be it's a little low proof for me but (laughs) yeah no exactly what's cool about that is the the depth at which people can go into educating themselves on anything that's the character of a true man for sure in my opinion Right. Like if you're if you're going to stay surface level and everything, it doesn't matter if it's yourself, it's your if it's your relationship, if it's money, uh, if it's bourbon, whiskey, hunting. We all need to figure out a way to really, really channel that. Male dominance where we just kind of figure out how to become a specialist in something doesn't matter what it is, but that's the education that's prominently important. Yep. We spend a lot of time with uh, young. Well, some of the charities we support, let me say that better. Some of the charities we support spend a lot of time teaching young people how to yeah. just grow up in their shoes and how to be a good person in society these days. And there's a lot of wrong things out there to learn. So, But I yeah. definitely agree that enhancing who you are as a person, it, it, it begins on the road for seeking knowledge. If there's something that doesn't interest you, I mean, I kind of find that sad. There's Everybody should have something that they just really want to learn about. Yep. And for us, yep, it's whiskey absolutely. and hunting. Yeah, no, it's perfect, man. And you're creating a tribe and a group around it. That's incredible. It's the plan. But, um, yeah, I know you and I had a little bit of a, a short-term discussion on like, kind of like what the bourbon barrel thing works, but I'd love to fill people in just for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah, I think that it's – I bet a lot of people don't know because I'm pretty shady on it myself. So it's, uh, yeah. I, I definitely need some light shown on, on what, exi- what it is you guys have going on. Yeah, so the intriguing aspect is – and I'm sure most people are aware of this, but mo- really a lot of labels do not distill. What right. they do is they get master blenders and they buy 
juice from essentially third parties. And that third party would be me or would be us. So what we do as a third party is we buy the juice that distilleries make. And distilleries need cash flow and they're going to have to they're going to have to store the bourbon anyway. So it's a pretty bad business model to just only use and consume for your bourbon because if you're making all the bourbon and you just store it then you have to wait for 4 years to actually do anything with it. So they're continually making juice and they're selling it. And they're going to keep some of the four year for themselves to actually distill. So they'll run those so it, stills all day and you'll buy a quarter of it. Precisely. Right. Exactly. A uh, quarter, half, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll be buying a portion. And when we buy it, we're actually buying the barrel. So we're buying what they store it in. We then go and put it in a warehouse and we just store it. The challenging part is most of the time when you're buying barrels, you can buy one-offs and two-offs. That's not an issue. But to really do it at scale, uh, it becomes a little bit of a challenge because, well, they're really expensive. Right. <laughs> if you're going to be buying a lot. And the crazy part is banks right now are not financing this. So any kind of barrel purchase you do essentially has to be 100% financed by cash, cash purchase. So the, the group effect really comes into play here. If me, you, and 40 of your buddies all get together and go, hey, let's put in $50,000 from our IRAs because this is a physical, tangible asset. So just like real estate, you can buy real estate through an IRA. You can buy this through an IRA. And it's a non-taxable event, right? You don't pull money out. You don't do anything with it. You put it into an entirely different account called a custodial account. And when you have a custodial account, you can actually purchase not only bourbon barrels, but I mean, real estate, all business startups, all kinds of things through this custodial account, through an IRA, 401k. Well, when you're making these purchases, right, the barrels that you're buying are through some type of syndication, potentially, uh, maybe like an LLC. That's kind of like what we do. So we form a big LLC, you know, have 100 shares available. Each share is 50 grand. So if each share is 50 grand, we have 100 shares available. We're buying $5 million worth of barrels. And we get everyone together. We buy a bunch, you know, and then we just sit and store it. And as everyone's kind of listening is aware of, bourbon's been appreciating pretty well over the last, what, two decades? And it will continue to do so, in my opinion. But even if it doesn't continue to appreciate at 16% year over year, even if it does 10 or 5, that's still pretty dramatic compared to a lot of other investments. And it's a great, great way to diversify. So what do you do with the, so I'm familiar with the custodial account here. That's kind of, that's how I do my real estate uh, personally. Love but it. What do you do with the evaporation rate? So if everybody buys, say everybody buys one barrel, so there's, you know, 50 gallons. Now after five years, we've got half that. Um, does it, how do you, how do you account for that is I guess is my question. Yeah. Great question. So that is uh, what's called the angel share, right? All right. So <laughs> those angels have a good time. They're going to get it. But, it's guaranteed. But this it. one thing you'll never lose in bourbon is the angel share. You're going to always have that. <laughs> They're going to take exactly. what's theirs. Exactly. And so the, the companies that are buying the juice from us or from third parties account for that. They are aware that that's going to happen. So generally they're not going to buy just one barrel. That's why you don't want to do that. As you buy a barrel, I mean, you're taking essentially a 10% risk. There might right. not be anything in there. Or it could be really, really evaporated. And you're like, 
just got three inches, like nothing. So I mean, you can dump a whole barrel on a warehouse floor on accident pretty easily. It happens correct. all the time. Absolutely. So th- it is, that's why you want to do it at some type of scale. I mean, cause if you're buying five million barrels, that's, you're probably talking three, 4,000 barrels at that stage, give or take maybe a little bit more, but yeah, he, anyone who buys from not only us, but anyone, man, uh, you have to account for that. And that's just factors into the price of bourbon. That's what kind of makes it cool. That's what makes it unique. That's what makes it interesting. Uh, there are going to be, and there's an absolute fact that there's an angel share. And so that's why the longer it ages, the more valuable it becomes because it's also the process, the actual physical scientific process of this aging, you're going to lose a little bit. And when you have less supply, you have more demand. I'm oh, sorry. If you have less supply and demand stays the same or increases, price has to go up by the law of economics. So that's what makes bourbon really, really cool. And that makes perfect sense. Um, so where do you yeah. store it? That's my next question. Do you have a warehouse uh, of your own or you rent space? We do. We do rent space. Yeah. And so for anyone who's listening, like keep in mind, warehouses could be great real estate investments. And that's one of our goals, probably in the near, I don't know, five years uh, to kind of vertically integrate a little bit more is to actually own the warehouse space. But when you buy barrels, one thing that you're doing if you're storing it is you have to pay for insurance and storage fees. It's kind of like a the escrow in a house, right? When you buy a house, you got insurance, taxes, all blended in together into your, you know, your monthly mortgage payment. Well, it's kind of the same way for this. When we do a raise or when people get together and we all kind of throw in some money uh, into an LLC or whatever, we're buying these barrels, we're factoring in that cost. And generally, generally it's around that $5 per month per barrel range for storage and insurance. And uh, usually, I mean, these warehouses are, they built, they've been built in the last five years plus. So they're all steel framed. These things aren't burning down. Right. Right. Yeah. So the the insurance costs have definitely gone down dramatically over the last 50 years. But but really the biggest thing in Kentucky, because that's where we're storing them is Frankfurt or in the general Frankfurt area. Um, But the biggest risk is flooding and it's a small risk, but it's there. And it's only, again, a risk for the top, I'd say the bottom one or two rungs. So it's not a huge risk. And But that's also what's intriguing is where you're placing the barrels in the warehouse. This is also, I'm sure uh, you teach on this as well, but it changes the flavor. It changes all kinds of construction of the actual internal juice, depending on where it's stored, because you have heat, you have different temperatures, you have different fluctuations in temperature. All of that can make an impact on the actual taste, and it's really, really intriguing, That's along an- with obviously what the barrel is made out of. That's another thing I was going to ask about the the barrel stuff is is if they're just putting you wherever they want you or if you get any say on where you go inside the rickhouse. You can get a little say if you own enough barrels. Okay. Yeah. That's what I figured. Yeah. 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 So if you're like five or six and you're trying to store somewhere, they're just going to, you know, whatever, there's an open spot. But if you're moving 2,000 barrels in there, I mean, you're paying them you know, $10,000 a month and just storage space. Like they're going to, they're going to let you choose essentially, you know, most of the time. Yeah. So this, Hey, this is Gus. I know I've been kind of sitting here uh, quietly. How you doing, <laughs> yeah. man? Um, no worries, Gus. I'm <laughs> solid, man. How are you? Good, man. Good. Um, the, the Rick house thing. So we, when we, last time, one of the last times we were up there, we, uh, we were talking with a, uh, a carpenter that works, uh, Jim beam. And he was telling us about a company, a guy, specifically because we're actually eating at a restaurant that i guess 
uh, that his family built. But he was telling us that this guy or this company had essentially, um, over the years, you know, perfected these methods of building brick houses really quickly and efficiently, and it sort of mm-hmm. copyrighted or trademarked several of those uh, the processes that they use in such a way that it's it puts a lot of other builders at, like out of business that they just can't compete with the cost savings that the guy has. Do you, are you do you have any familiarity with the guy or the company, or have you ever heard this? No. Okay, and I was just curious, just because with dealing with Rick houses, I I have to imagine um, the Rick houses pop up around Kentucky the way storage units pop up around here oh, because yeah. of all the people moving down here from the north. The north. It's like every time you turn around, there's another storage unit. Um, Yankee. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I was I was just curious yep. about that because I hadn't heard anyone else. We hadn't really had a opportunity to talk with anyone who's dealing with uh, storage. It was just uh, kind of it was a good idea no, to bring up. Because yeah, if you're 100%. looking into getting into that space, it's something that you should know. The building a rick house, you're probably gonna have to deal with this one guy, or reinvent a process to, um, and it'll cost you more with somebody else. No, exactly. That's a really, really good point. And but but there is innovation in the space to be had. There mm-hmm. really is for because sure. The 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 in, and we also with insurance. I mean, you know, brokering the insurance, the storage, the actual houses themselves, because bourbon's not going to go away. And the more labels that pop up, the more that they're going to need storage. Simple as that. I mean, because this is this is a game where people are going to be creating and they're going to be distilling the juice. It needs to sit somewhere. It needs to age somewhere. And then you all know that there's tons of people trying to figure out how to age it faster. Yeah. You can't cheat it. it it's well, people are trying. <laughs> they're trying, but it's not. None of them have worked. <laughs> Correct. You can't Correct. cheat age. There's something about the evaporation <laughs> and the. Uh, chemical the chemical process of it i mean they, we see it all the time they try to blast it with acdc and put spires in it and then it becomes over oaked and you just yep. get too many all you're doing is adding color and tannins you're not actually aging it it's yep but so um how long have you been doing this well i've been investing and in trading stocks and day trading and all that kind of stuff for 12 years this piece has only been the last year so this is all kind of new i partnered with two friends of mine that, that live in Frankfurt, they've been doing it for five years, just at really small scale. And uh, just where they're, you know, buying barrels from a friend of a friend kind of thing, just seeing what it does, right, and uh, learning about it. And that's where I've been just really intrigued on this process. Because as you all know, it also depends on what the bourbon is, where the juice is coming from, how old it is, uh, the mash bill of everything. And because the more unique created the harder it is going to be to sell right that really ubiquitous like everyone can buy it everyone can blend it this is just people just need this two-year juice that has nothing special in it those are pretty easy to sell and therefore not super priced right so it's it's easy to move off the shelf but it's not a huge return so, so who, when I say not a huge return, we're talking still less than thirty percent a year, which is. But there's so many distilleries that, or non-distilling producers rather that will buy up. Tons. They'll come out with these thirteen, fourteen year, whatever, and uh, I see it all the time where they they just come out with some stuff and they'll say on the label, you know, who knows where this came from, but usually you can tell. So it's do you have that market lined up to where you can reach out to these NDPs and be like. Hey, I've got this stuff that's this old. This is what it tastes like. Here's some samples. Do you have all that process set up already, or is that you're not worried about it yet? No, that's a great question. The answer is yeah, absolutely. We have that process uh, synced up, and th- this is where and this is why we're in it. Um, 
is essentially when we're doing this, we go meet these bourbon on the banks, right? We're going to get business cards. We're trying to talk to people and figure out where they are. And if they create their own juice, if they need their own products, if they sell it, uh, some companies are just really, really, really good at creating the actual content. Uh, Wilderness Trail, uh, Castle and Key, to name it, name two. It's like when they're creating their own, we can buy from them, uh, hopefully. And if and when we do, other people might want to buy it because they're just they create it so well. But yeah, absolutely. That's kind of the goal. Is just that's just the network, right? Talking to people and finding yeah. finding out what they need and making phone calls. So. Do you're you exactly have, right. uh, I guess, I guess this would depend on, on the amount, the total volume, um, that was kind of invested in or purchased. Do you guys have like a, a, a minimum that you're, that you would target for, for some of these non-distilling producers to purchase in order to kind of, you know, if they wanted to play ball, so to speak, or, or yeah, at, at that's that point, a, that's a good question. At that point, are you, are you like, Hey, if you want a barrel, have a barrel. If you want 40, you can have 40. It's about a thousand. It's, sorry. About a hundred. Is really that like good minimum? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. About about hundred because because you know about ten percent of that like ten percent of these barrels, there's not gonna be anything in them or they're gonna have very 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 low. Right. So because again the more of the aging, uh, so I would say four years and up, it's now about twenty five percent of the barrels. Mm-hmm. Ten years and up, I think it's like forty six or something. I mean it's pretty high. So but yeah, yeah. the answer is about a hundred. The angel share is uh, insanely high once you get over ten. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Some of these 17 years, we're, we're talking 10 bottles in each barrel. It's, I mean, there's just uh-huh. nothing yeah. left. Yep. That's wild. That's wild. So historically, bourbon, whiskey in general, has gone up and down and up and down. Do you, do you have any thoughts on how long you think this current run will go? It's it'll definitely last our generation, so we're, we're thinking the next 30, 40 years. There's, I don't see any issue with bourbon. But um, 50, 60 years from now, do you – you have a plan for that or are you just kind of looking in short term? Like here's what we're going to do the next 10, 15 years. We're going to just, we're going to pump these yeah, barrels out. Exactly. Look at the next 10, 15 for sure. I mean, yeah. um, my, my thought is, and I don't know if there's any labels listening and I kind of hope there are, but it, one of the things you want to do is figure out how you can get invested into an international market. If you're a newer label or newer company, like how can you team up with and really secure branding, licensing, shipping, uh, supply chain to, I don't know, Indonesia or Madagascar, right? Like how can you tap into an international market? That's going to be silly money figuring that stuff out because I mean, that's what Jack Daniels did. Yeah. I was going to say, there's a reason you see Jack Daniels and only, only a couple others, maybe Jim beam, um, and almost every international bar you you go into, right? And it's 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 usually misclassified or, or it's you know not oh, called totally. what you know what it is. But totally. the, the fact that it's in those in those markets or it's in those duty free shops and airports and cruise Nailed ships it. and things like that, um, that's a huge huge market. Huge. And yeah. and, a, and a lot of those most of those countries, I, I immediately think of like India, for example. You know, India has their own sort of whiskey that is a typically a malt. Um, you know, similar to a scotch. Um, but I don't know that there's very many Indian distilleries, uh, you know, similar to, to Japanese distilleries. I don't know that there's a, a whole lot of them, but being able to produce juice that those that those uh, those markets are interested in uh, could be incredibly valuable. 100%, man. Exactly. And so that would be the new label piece. And so that's, that's going to be the 50-year, like if you're thinking through that for yeah. anyone who's listening or planning, because... That's exactly, man. That's how Jim and Jack did it. 
and you know getting just tapping in slowly and yeah. figuring out the supply chain figuring out how to ship it figuring out how to keep it safe and store it properly when they're moving and transporting yeah. it yeah that's, it's fascinating that's a big one. it's fascinating you've taken you've essentially taken your your uh trading and 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 financial expertise that you've developed over the I think you said 12 or 13 years um, and figured out the same way that real estate and other other things work over long periods of time uh, and figured out a way to to start making that work for for distillate which He's, is fascinating I think he saw whiskey as a, as a blue chip stock is what he did. That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, it all started to permeate my brain when I, when I realized that Jack Daniels is publicly traded. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, and and that the was when I was like, and the idea of using a custodial like IRA, which I think is the same, is basically you can you have investors everywhere now. You can take someone that's not an investor and turn them into an investor because they most people have money sitting there doing nothing. Well, and most people don't understand that you can take an IRA. I assume um, I, I know it as the term self directed IRA. Is it the same thing? Exactly. Yeah. Same thing. So yeah, I've yeah. I've I've done that before with with real estate where I've taken money and and converted that into a you know a self directed IRA and, and done some. Um, nothing crazy, just sm smaller real estate investments and have great returns uh, that are, depending on what kind of real estate you're doing, um, you know, not subject to the same ups and downs that the real estate market is um, or that the, the stock market would, would, Bing, would be, bingo. right? So it's, it's, it's a way, it's a, it's a unique way to kind of diversify your money and, mm. and sort of protect at least some of it from some of the ups and downs that the stock market sees. You guys are my boys. That's, that's <laughs> it. That's it. You should like be on that, a golf course with us today. We got a golf tournament, gosh. a charity tournament today. We could we could really oh, make some mistakes. That. We'll get yeah. the we'll, we'll get our pilot to come pick you up. What are you doing this afternoon? Uh, that's right, right. That, that's soon, guys. I hope let's make right. that soon. That, that can right. absolutely happen. I have but, another but, one more question about the taxes. What do you guys do about the taxes on the spirit because it's heavily taxed, or do you put that is. all in the distiller? It, it it is. So the the taxes, it's um, you just have short term and long term, and so we we try our best to hold things for a little more, longer than a year. So at least we can fall into the long term. Sure. That makes sense. So, yep. I mean, so there's, there's that piece, but I mean, any, any of the other actual sales tax or anything, that's all in the distiller because like, we're not actually, you're not selling. We're just correct. Exactly. So all of that, like we're just owning the actual physical products, but we're not doing any of the FDA, FDA, any of the actual, beverage alcohol association that's not our forte which is nice because that's all the things you don't want to be involved in in this community oh dude exactly exactly so we're just just the straight up just owning the actual inventory what else do we need to know about this um you know nothing i mean for people who are listening like reach out to the to the crew here and let them know your thoughts because what we can do if any if people are enough people are interested is like we could put something together for all of us and just go track something down, maybe another hundred barrel purchase somewhere, just so we have some of that diversification and exposure and something that we love. And worst case scenario, uh, when when and if we do that, we can take one of the barrels off the shelf, you know, make it our own. Yeah, uh, yeah, a true single private, barrel. Exactly, a true single barrel. Get some uh, whiskey and whitetails and just put a label on it and just drink it and have fun and play golf and just live life eloquently. So that's the uh, I think that's the I think when when life was invented i think the point of it was to have fun <laughs> i don't everybody's like no life's supposed to suck and you're supposed to grind it's like no i don't think so Some, life is short work your dick off <laughs> yeah <laughs> somehow Can somehow we, we enjoy yeah somehow we got turned on to this idea that we have to kill ourselves to work for somebody else just to pay for all the shit that we don't need and uh Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to continue getting as far away from that as I can. 
Yeah. I just want to have fun. I want to meet people like you. I want to do fun stuff, and, and I want to talk about things like this. Love it, boys. Well, hey, let's continue this conversation. I, I appreciate your generosity and your kindness so much when we met in person. I really do. Absolutely. And, um, this is going to be truly a great partnership, friendship, camaraderie, whatever we need. I'm always here available for you, gentlemen. If anything, we'll send memes back and forth to each other. Cool. <laughs> yep. That's that's worst case scenario. Yeah. Yep. All right, man. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for calling My to pleasure. us. Pleasure. Thanks for uh, coming up to us at the show. That was awesome. Yep. Of course. Yep. You it, guys man. are the best. All, All right, right man. Take care. See ya. See ya. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Oh, there you go. Fascinating. Yeah, it's not what I thought. I mean, it is what I thought, but not exactly what I thought. Yeah, I mean, understandably, when he he gave us like a, a yeah, we got an a, elevator like pitch, an, an yeah. elevator pitch, and yeah. so we we spent the last two weeks going, what is what does it? He like, what does he mean? Yeah. Like, what? Like, I don't. But it is that simple. We're yeah, buying barrels it, it is, and, and storing it, and and so a few years from now, you you get a return on that investment. Yep, it's fascinating. And knowing so. that you can use IRA money, I mean, and I. I, I know that the everybody says like it's gonna drop any day now. It's like, well, here's the thing: it's it's generational because in Vietnam, Grandpa drank turkey, yeah, Jim Beam whiskey, bourbon, all this stuff, and then all his kids were like, Grandpa's crazy, don't want to drink that. Yeah, we're gonna drink vodka and gin. Beat Grandma when he drank that, and and so now it's you know what 30, 40 years later. When was Vietnam? Seventies, I think. So <laughs> yeah. fifty years Vod- later, vodka became the thing, and then gin made a bit of a comeback as well, and but, then now that's all. But 50 years later, yep. which is a generation, it's our parents. Yeah. Like, my parents didn't drink whiskey. I mean, my dad does, but that's a little sure. different. Yeah, yeah. You know, came from a moonshine in town, so there's going to be some whiskey in his life. <laughs> but, but outside of that, most most parents don't drink whiskey. If they drink any yeah. vodka. Like, think about when we go out with the old heads. They, you know, vodka soda is what they drink. Gin a, lot of them, a lot of them. They do, don't drink yeah. whiskey. Yeah. Um, and I think that from now until we're 80, I think we got another 30 years, 40 years probably of, of a good solid run of the bourbon industry. Yeah. So I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's a bad probably not investment. Bad, honestly. Yeah, no, it's not, I don't think it is either. I, I think the, I think the, the overall process of it is fascinating. Um, just, I like that you literally, we won't have to do anything. Well, it's just, it's just unique. Like it's, it's a, it's a unique and, and kudos to him for kind of thinking outside of the box. And I think if I understood correctly, this kind of thing was already going on. It, it's not. It's not that this isn't. New. Yeah. It's not that this is new. This is, this is, he's a rectifier. This he's is. Just, this is what they did. This is what Wild Turkey started on was rectifiers. Right. It's, but but what he's done though is he's taking it to a a larger scale from an investment standpoint and saying, hey, right. you don't have to be a distiller or an NDP to buy and hold and and take advantage of the of the increasing value of bourbon we can do this as individuals and as a group but also here's what i see in it is if you have a good master blender which we know one yeah that's getting ready to break the internet uh and hopefully we'll be the first to announce it but we'll see but um as a person he's a guy so as a guy that does blending and (laughs) and stuff and he's gonna become taken over a pretty important role but to have something like that where we we could even blend our own and say we take say I think you said three thousand barrels or whatever. So yeah. you take one of those things and you could essentially take a guy that's got too much money that wants to start a distillery sure. and he knows for four years he's not gonna have any product to sell. So we could take these three thousand barrels yep. and blend our own thing and be like, here's how you make it. We need a yeah. little bit from this barrel, a little bit from this barrel, and then we come to him with five hundred cases and be like, here's your first release. Yeah. 
It's, it's what also okay, I did. Up, like we, we kind of mentioned it uh, for ourselves, but it opens up the, the possibility to do yeah. single barrels for, well, if for, we for shops to as well. Do something for sure. But you could start another another okay like New Riff. So yeah. New Riff was right. OKI. Yeah, yeah. They sold OKI junk for four years while mm-hmm. their stuff was aging. Yeah. And not junk, excuse me. It was very good. It was MGP. But, but it's not their own. Not their own. And that's what the, that's what once, every distiller is 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 working towards. Right. But they gotta have revenue in the So in if the you meantime. started now, you could essentially make your own blends that taste like nothing yeah. else from these different distilleries. Like you can get some cool stuff from Wilderness Trail from I don't think Buffalo Trace sells, but they may there he just said they're in Frankfurt. So mm-hmm. uh what's their Castle and Key? Castle and Key, yeah. So you could take some of these barrels and blend stuff together and come up with an entire product line to supply a new distiller. Yeah. And that distiller will be selling it and buying it and not making any money and just living off. You know, there's a lot of opportunities, I think, with this. I think it's a very cool idea. I'm interested in knowing more. For sure. Down to talk about it. Oh. Let's, um, we haven't done any segments. We'll do a, do a, a sippity yeah, sip. Let's do a sip. Just the sip. This <laughs> never gets old. This week's just the sip is from Scott McClellan out of Arizona or no 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 Utah. Excuse me, uh, lives right by the highway. So you should be getting us some midwinters here soon. God damn it, calm down. <laughs> I was doing the intro. This kind of looks like you know when you it's drink the first too day much of at my night. Four day weekend. I'm excited. Oh yeah, I'm pumped. You know when you drink too much at night. Yeah. Then you get up in the morning you pee. That's yeah. what color this is. Oh. You in trouble? Well, just to continue, this is the High West American Prairie Aquavit finish, fifty percent ABV. Yummy. What'd you say? Are you good? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to get that out. So again, High West American Prairie, the Aquavit finish, fifty point three ABV. I'm gonna give it a smell. It's got a wonderful nose. Ugh. Floral. It is floral. It's kind of uh, fruit, like light fruit. A pear. I could get in a pear. Like a. An au pair? Smells uh, like an au pair. Like a honeydew melon? Do you know what an au pair is? Yes, I know what an au pair is. That's a funny joke. It's almost as funny as, so we're golfing today, and I decided to go to Dick's to get balls. Because uh, Dick's Sporting Goods has good golf balls. I think you have, Dick's has balls? Dick's has balls. And the one in Virginia, they, they, on, on the top floor, it's uh, it's called Chicks. Mm. So Chicks is on top of. So Dick's has Chicks and balls? Chicks is on top of Dick's. Oh. Dick's has balls. Gotcha. All right, that's just a sip. Hey, I kind of like that. It kind of reminds me of like a cereal, like a real cereal. Can't really put my finger on it, but almost like a cinnamon toast crunch deal, but without the cinnamon. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> like a mild cereal grain. Like an actual cereal with milk. I'm not talking about... Like Cheerios? I don't know. Honey Nut Cheerios? Maybe Honey Nut Cheerios. Like a frosted flake? There is like a frosted um, kind of after tongue feel taste to it. I got to tell you, I wish that we did more than just one sip on that because I would like to unpack that. Tell you what, <clears throat> we could. We since, could, since but it's, it's the principle. Our matter. podcast, we could finish, we could close it out and then continue talking <laughs> about it. We gave our initial assessment. I agree. Yeah. It's got, um, it's floral on the nose. It's got a, a sweetness on the on the tongue. It's got a very, I'll be honest with you, it has sort of a, Uneventful finish. Yeah, it's definitely nothing to write home about. It's yeah. just a, it's an interesting. But what did you say the ABV was? Fifty. Fifty. Yeah. 
So hundred proof. I mean, it's nothing. It's it's an easy easy to start the night off with if you just just looking to get started for the evening. Or you would you just, not taste this after you drank if you drank before this. Right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. If you were had already gone and were already drinking heavy, yeah. like high higher proof stuff. Like if you had a couple pours of that that Kings County. Yeah. Uh, and then went to this. This would be, be a good breakfast bourbon. I was gonna say this would be something to to finish a meal with, or yeah. or, or in the morning, like a brunch. Yeah, would be really good. Seven a.m. So that was just the sip. And uh, yeah, as always, yeah. one sip, yeah. one take. And thank you for getting these. I'm glad that we were able to run through these mini bottles. I felt bad for them sitting around. They're delicious. We have a plenty of stock, but if you would like to send us some mini bottles, you can. Buy mini bottles. You don't need to send us the actual, little two like, ounce samplers. That's that's like all we're talking. Two ounce about. sample bottle. You can buy the bottles on Amazon. We don't have room for full bottles unless you're a distiller. Which oh, speaking of, uh, Middle West, they just sent us. Um, I didn't bring it. I don't know what you're. Oh, you were looking, looking over here like it was over here. Yeah, because I can't read. Uh, Middle West just sent us three bottles. I left my home. Odd. You'd think I would have brought that today. It's okay. I have no expectations for you, Matt, ever. Yeah. So <laughs> Middle West sent us some stuff to try and a really cool Glen Karen, really? which I will nice. let, if you want the Glen, you can have. It's very pretty. Lots of Glens. Yeah. I mean, this one's different. It's like crystal, but it's, it's kind of cool. It's oh, got some designs. Yeah, and yeah, shit yeah, on yeah. It. yeah. I've seen those. It's not bad. You can have it if Fancy. you want it. Um, but we got to do that soon. And also, I forgot to bring the beer. Man, so we have the world's highest oh, yeah. ABV beer, and it's sitting in my fridge. Would have been rough. Oof. I th- I thought about beer bonging it. Like we don't even taste it. I know. Someone said we should do that and the one chip challenge. I was like, no. For the Halloween episode? Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> not no. Sorry. Should we do that for the Halloween episode? Hard pass. No, no, no. The <laughs> I'm not doing the one chip. I'm done with that. <laughs> I did it last year. We're done. I'm not Dude, doing my, it again. Jessica started showing me articles of like these kids and, and people going to the hospital. Like, Dude. It's so spicy. It's like shutting people's like their ability to breathe. It's like their their uh, airways are swelling yeah. up. And I'm like, eh, I'm good. Well, my, my I mean, the if you watch, it's you can go watch on YouTube. Uh, me and the neighbor did yep. it here in the yep. studio. But it was fine. It was just like 20 minutes later. I mean, my gut was in knots. Yeah. I was in so much pain. I was laying on the floor, like just holding my stomach. And to me, that's not. That doesn't sound fun. That's not. Has nothing to do with the hot, cha- hot right. chit challenge. It's not. It's not spicy. It should be all mouth, mouth stuff. Yeah, that was yeah. just pain. I was yeah. in a lot of pain. It was like the worst diarrhea feeling you've ever I had, had, but no diarrhea. I had a. And I don't remember where I was, but I had hot sauce. Oh, that's. I went to Moe's. Right, not a big deal. Welcome to Moe's. Their stuff's not that spicy. Yeah, and I don't know if the 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 hot sauce they had was old or just a bad batch, but it wasn't that spicy on the mouth. But it turned my it, it was painful. Yeah, my stomach, and it was, I did not enjoy that. It's not fun. I don't no. know. I don't, I don't know what the point of the the stomach pain is. So, but we have that beer to do. We got to do that. We should probably do that next week. Just get it over with. Yeah, that's fine. We can taste it on the Halloween episode just for shits and giggles. But I'm not trying to drink the whole thing or anything. Get. But once you open it, you kind of don't have. Yeah, it. we got it. I mean, gotta do something with it. If it's terrible, I'm not gonna sit here and punish myself. But we, we owe the people a review. We owe the people. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was trying to find. We have another idea. I have an idea for a segment where it's like um, it's like a a bourbon rant. For instance, like Weller doesn't have an S on it, so when people call it Wellers. So I was thinking about like a segment like that where I just I just like here's you know it's grinding my gears. We do it once a month. And you but just, I, you just I wanted off. to yell it like, <laughs> oh, it's and fuck, you know, and just, but I want to call it something like 
something that is similar to like Mein Kampf. I want to get that that done with it. Oh, so it'd be like it'd be like. Just, do we need to create a separate podcast, a separate channel for <laughs> no, that? No, it'd just be a segment <laughs> to protect our brand. We'd just be like, uh, <laughs> "It's just the whiskey knowledge," and then you, you just, I just yell about it doesn't have an S on it, and then it's like, "Thanks for joining us for mine whiskey or whatever." I don't know. Keep working on it. We'll figure it out. I'm telling you, it was just a thought <laughs> I had on the way in. I know that somebody's listening has got an idea right now. They're going to send it to us. So, our patrons have been great with helping us with ideas. Dude, yeah, it's when we say when we say as a patron member that you get to help and 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 you get the term like some some get the term executive producer. We don't take that lightly. No, you got a job to do. You're you not joining. Us, you're not joining ex- us just to support us. You're ex- going to pay us to work for us. This <laughs> <laughs> sounds like another organization I know yeah, forces yeah. you to pay to pay. Oh, to shout volunteer. out to Andrew Beam. Uh, he yeah. he sent me a thing the other day, something about the podcast and. Uh, and we just keep missing each other. It's like misconnections on Craigslist. I think about it all the time, and I'm like, I want to get on Craigslist and be like, you, tall, short, handsome, country guy, used to be DNR officer. La- me. Last scene at Seawee. <laughs> me, drunk, behind a microphone, yelling. <laughs> I really felt like we had a connection. I did. I still do. So, but, but, like, he actually he responds to me, you know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, he's messaged us in the last cool 30 guy. minutes. Yeah, I love him. He's a great guy. And he's, I wish he was going to the Ducks Unlimited Bank. But if you're you know into what, country you know, music yeah, and you want to support a new local, low country, not new, he's been doing this he's a been while. He's been for a while. But a good low country artist, Andrew Beam, it's Beam Country is his, uh, is his handle. But he's super busy. And he's not singing this poppy. No, new, he's singing like he's redneck singing shit. Real country yeah. music. Yeah. Um, yeah, awesome guy. He has I a think... song about the running drugs through Wamala. Or not Wamala, but the. Yeah, yeah. That's, which is which is based on an old true story, like not an old right. true story, but a, but a yeah. true story about some some things that were going on around some these parts. Drop offs, if not, if, if you will. But we actually we should. Um, he lives out near Livingston. He does. And he goes would, to that bar all the time. I was just talking to Livingston about a group of us needing to get together and do yeah. a night up at the Hunt Club. We should invite him and bring him out. Absolutely, we should invite him and bring him out. He just told me he's like, next time uh, you need a partner for golfing. Oh yeah. It's like shit, man. I wish I had known. I wish I would have kicked Gus out. Yeah, should could have should have. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We have to go. Uh, you have to be with me, unfortunately. I know. Just kidding. What were we talking about? Fuck if I know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, so today we have a good, let's do the plug of the week. We don't do the plug of the week anymore. We do the fact of the week. Oh, let's do the flag, fact and I'll make it a plug. Changed out the plug for the sip. Yeah, I forgot. Well, if you can go to onenationcoffee.com and you can find One Nation Coffee there. And so today they're having a golf tournament. It's the One Nation Foundation. One Nation Foundation is working with a bunch of charities to do some cool stuff with some vet- veterans. Yeah. And today is their first annual, I think. I don't remember there being one before. I don't this. recall. Could be wrong. But, but today is their golf tournament. Today yeah. is October 13th. And we will be there all day. So you, by the time this episode comes out, you've already seen all the content from it. But true, <clears throat> if you want to donate something to them, go check them out. And some of the cigars from Simply Stogies. Thank you all for the donation. I am bringing two big-ass bags of cigars to give to these veterans to enjoy today while they're on the golf course. And yeah, we'll probably, perfect. if you can catch up with us and find our, our bag, our best my bag, man, there will be some uh, some good bourbon there. I got some stag, got some Ooh. Colonel Taylor. Mm. Brought um, oh. some wild turkey, of course. I noticed. I don't know if you noticed. I also brought a good. 
a fellow, because you mentioned Colonel Taylor, there's a fellow tenant in our yeah uh, our building that our studio is in, and he has a bookshelf with a bottle of Blanton's and a bottle of Colonel Taylor. Who's on, this on now? His, the construction company. His okay. his window, which is two windows over from the door. He's got he's got the bottles, and we have to introduce ourselves sometimes. This guy right here, or down no, the no, hall? No, down the hall. Okay. The construction company. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. I don't know. Was, I don't walk around. I don't know. I don't walk around. It's a studio. It's uh, come in the back door, walk in here, and, and that's it. Everyone's like, "That's a very nice bathroom." I just noticed it in the window when I walked in. Yeah, we'll go check it out. We should definitely go introduce. So we met some cool people last week. But uh, did we talk about them? No, we haven't talked about them. Yeah. Well, I don't really want to give the idea out. Yeah, it's not. I don't want somebody to steal it. So fuck you. You don't get to hear about it. <clears throat> you don't get to hear about it. We, we had a tenant, and they uh, they have a really cool idea, and we found a really better way to do it with uh, with whiskey and stuff. So, and men, dudes, trying to think. Personalities. Yeah, Those you kept that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. What's the top right one? Wow. Oh wow. Okay. You can change those up anytime. Just me. Yeah, no, I still want to buy the other one, so I have my own sounds. Oh yeah, because I have some sound ideas that I wanted to have. Just Do for, it. plug it into uh, one of these. Yeah, they make they make the box. It looks just like that. It's just a box of that. Yeah, yeah. So cool. All right. Well, uh, we've discussed possibly uh, doing some on scene discussions yeah. that we'll tag on to the end of this. So this will either be over in the next five seconds, or there will be another twenty minutes of content coming. We don't yeah. know yet. We don't know yet. So we're gonna play a little fade out music here, just in case I use it to transition into yeah some live on the course stuff. Could be us. We'll see. All right. If not, have fun. No, there will definitely be. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Yeah. All right. Adios.